0: right. Yes. So what's going um, on, man? Alright, we got we got a lot to talk about, right? So much to talk about. Yeah, yeah, we do. So all right. Do we start with the obvious, the 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 home? Do we do we swing to the fences right off the bat?
1: We might as well. I feel like that's what people care about the most, I mean, let's be honest.
0: Alright, so obviously we're talking about coach of the Celtics, or at this point, maybe former coach of the Celtics. We don't really know. Ime Doka. Um Former NBA player, he was the first year as a head coach last season with the Boston Celtics. He did very well. Um, got us obviously the NBA Finals. You know, was really looked at as one of like the the bright young coaches in the league. Um, then all of a sudden the other day we hear that he has been suspended by the team, not the league. Now the team um, for the entire twenty was it twenty twenty two NBA season. 2022, 2023, Yeah. Yeah. So this this entire upcoming NBA season. Um. No, alright, Gordon I, I'll, I'll let you go, I, I'm curious Because my first reaction when I first heard this Was, okay, so it's interesting Because he obviously did something Bad if they're going To this extent But I, I, I kind of ruled out Like, sexual assault In like, in, in in that type of stuff Because I was like, if you do that stuff You're fired, you're not suspended you know what I mean? So I, yeah. I was curious. We found out some more information recently. What, what were your thoughts?
1: So I'm going like, to kind of, and I, I apologize for all the people that are listening to my voice right now. I, I got sick last week and all of a sudden, I, I swear it wasn't because I was screaming at Mac Jones getting hurt last week. But oh. I'm, I'm going to keep that. I'm going to keep that to our later conversation. But we want to stick to what's important right now. Yeah. Stick to some stuff. When I first heard about our boy Ime. I thought to myself, let me look at this terminology, because when it comes to like big businesses and and how things are run, terminology could not be any more important, right? Right. When it comes to allegedly or what what he's being convicted of or what court system it's going in. And they repetitively said, and and ESPN specifically made a point to make sure they stated that it was a consensual relationship. Granted, no one on ESPN said, like, oh, this is kind of horse because, you know, they can't go gonna go one way or the other. Right. But they consistently said this was a concessional relationship between a co two coworkers, two married co-workers, you know, obviously married with their own relationships. Um, and you know, this is this is how it is. And, you know, that he's gonna be, you know, kind of suspended for now and then come back later. But that was when it first came out. And apparently there's been some change in the story or maybe not change, but some development. So I don't know if you've heard this, Justin, I want you to get give your sense. That's why you make this one point, yep. but I've heard that it's not just one woman. It's multiple women that he's having in consensual relationship with. And obviously when you think about consensual relationships, you think like, all right, it's a relationship. He's not, like you said, he's not raping anybody. This is all based stuff. You know, even though it's, you know, scummy, right? You're cheating on your significant others. It's all well for your own personal needs, whatever. So that's all. In, it's all in-house stuff and stuff that you're really, not really trying to talk to people, but you find out that it's multiple women. And then I, I've, granted, I did find this one piece of information. It was Twitter. Who knows? Sometimes Twitter reveals real stuff. Sometimes Twitter kind of just says whatever. But I heard that one of the married women that he had a relationship with Ended being married to someone in upper management for the Celtics organization. So it's like, is that Brad Stevens' wife? What's going on here? Because it it seems like whoever's husband that he was having a relationship with was the person that was pushing the one year suspension, not like temporary suspension and without, you know, without paying until we figured out the whole investigation, right? It's like, screw it. Now forget whatever that noise is. It's one year. And honestly, if it is that, but he's going to be fired after, like, after a set period of time. Because there's no way you work with a guy, especially as your boss, no longer you work with the guy that banged your wife. Think about that.
0: No. Imagine, no. imagine
1: coming to work every day, guy banged your wife, works for you. And no matter what you tell him to do, he can always just look at you and be like, yo, that's what I did to Sally last week. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, think about that.
0: That's... No, I. so I, I heard that, too. I part like i i part like i don't rule it out but part of me is like we've heard so many rumors for for so many different people in boston sports lore like throughout you know years and years it wouldn't shock me if that was just something that started going around you know what i mean like i like I, like to what what do we have to confirm those reports cuz i heard the same thing but like i What, like, what is there to to base it off of? You know what I mean? Like, my instant reaction is, okay, so let's say it's true. Let's say it's true. Then he's definitely gone. The suspension was just definitely like, all right, let's handle this immediately with a non-permanent action, revisit it, talk everything over, and then put a final plan forward to move on from it and that probably includes firing him and finding the next person I'm sure they didn't you know that's probably why they said he's suspended because I'm sure they didn't want to fire him without having a replacement plan you know ready to go Uh, yeah because that obviously would just add fuel to the fire if they you know fire him and then they're just in limbo trying to find the next coach right so I think I think that's it's just a band-aid right now the suspension he'll be gone if he didn't do it I really – it's funny because, like, if he didn't do it, I really don't know what else it could have been. You know what I mean? Because if it – if, if it, like we said, it wasn't, like, a, a rape or a sexual assault because he would have just been fired on the spot, right? Um, I don't think it was anything that was, like, detrimental to the team. Like, you know, like, maybe maybe he could have been in a situation where he was, like, you know, blowing off practices or team meetings or, like, ending shit short, you know, not prepping Like he should be, um, you know, maybe not visiting, you know, people before the draft. I don't know, just stuff that he could have been doing that he should have, uh, that he wasn't doing because he was off screwing other people. You know what I mean? Like, so I I don't know, but I I feel like it, it's got to be either one of those two things.
1: Yeah. So something that I think is actually kind of wild, and plethora of people actually brought this up. Um, mostly Boston fans because you know us. When it comes to our teams, everyone does a lot of research. So you yeah. can kind of see what's going on. Because trust me, 24 hours of this happened, I already had a picture of the person that he had a relationship with. And within 24 hours. Within right. like less than 12 hours, I already had it. So I heard um, that this stuff, this isn't new. Like this has been going on for some time. Like these are very new. These aren't new relationships that, that he's having. And he has been told I guess maybe one time off or like on a couple of times. like, hey, you gotta cut this out. Like, you gotta stop this. Like, things are gonna happen if we don't stop this now. And now he's dealing the ramifications because he couldn't stop banging his colleagues. I I don't know about you guys, right? Everyone, I mean, granted, it's a consensual relationship, so you know, kind of do what you gotta do. I mean, I, I can't say nothing about that. Granted, he's cheating on his wife. Not a great optic. But hey, who knows? We don't know him and Nia Longs. First off, fucking my goddess. If you're looking for a new man, I'm here. I don't got my voice now, but I got you later. But uh, first and foremost, we don't know. They could have an open relationship. She could be banging some other guy. We don't know that. We we don't know how their things work. And so it's like, so cool, whatever. He he's out there doing his thing. Um, but I don't know. I I just think to myself, if I'm I'm E-May, Like, meet Nacha, right? We have a set of rules. You can ask some of my teammates and some of the people that I get along with. I have a rule book. Rule number one. Rule number one. It's hospitality, right? No matter what you do. You go to a party. You go to an event. You go to something. You bring something because it's a hospitable thing to do. Rule number 69. Don't bang your colleagues. (laughs) It's, like, it's not that hard, man. Like, I get it. Buddy, I work at Dell. I have a lot of beautiful people that walk around me on a day-to-day basis. You know what? You know what I do? Put my head down, go to my computer, mind my own damn business. That's how you don't – that's what you do. You're on the basketball court. Worry about Jason, Jason, Tatum, Street Boys, not what somebody's wife's walking down the court looking like. You know what I'm saying? Come on, man. <laughs> it's not that hard. I get it. I get it, e I get it. But damn, man. We're about to not make it to the playoffs. We're about to not make it to the finals next year because you couldn't keep it in your pants. I see, like, ah, come on, man. I, I can't, I can't do it. It pisses me off, really.
0: Yeah. it. It, uh, it So, all right, Where do, how do we move forward from here, right? Obviously, the Celtics, like, do you think we take a step back? Like, you know, you lose Ime, you, you got to give them a lot of credit, I think, for helping that team take the step from where they were at Brad Stevens. Um, to, you know, under his tenure in his first year, uh, taking us to the NBA finals, having us really look like a different team down the stretch. Obviously we collapsed in the last couple of games of the finals, but, you know, I think he may did a good job handling some of these, those players, some of those egos, managing our young talent, our veterans, et cetera. Um, so you got to find a new guy that obviously does that, worry you given the fact that we just took a rookie coach and... Got to the finals or like, you know, do you think this sets us back?
1: So I'm not really too worried as of right now, because who knows, right? These guys could really just go on a huge search for a new coach and say, you know what? Screw it. Let's squash our internal beef and keep email. Let's just because this is not a weekly. This is a Celtics code of conduct. This is a completely in-house situation that we've made public. Who knows? Guys could easily be beta boys and be like, you know what? I care more about winning organization than you banging my wife. So they could have it. It's a possibility. Second off, the interim head coach they have in right now is basically Emei's number two, and they have a good relationship and a good understanding of how Emei ran his stuff. And so what happens? He comes in, does the same stuff over and over again. He probably has the good, same good vision because I, I feel like Emei wouldn't – Put Him in that position or give him those responsibilities if he didn't have kind of a similar outlook on how he wanted to run the team. It might be some little quick some, some tricks, but who knows? They could be beneficial at the end of the day. He made came in in one year and took us to the finals. You know what I'm saying? And granted, there were some injuries, and I, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole, but we did make it to the finals in one year. So who knows? I, I'm not that worried. I'm hopeful that this thing gets squashed and he comes back and maybe it doesn't happen but who knows i me personally i, I don't know if he's even going to come back at all <laughs>
0: yeah i doubt he comes back um i think at this point even if everything that was said was untrue i think this i think the damage is done you know what i mean you've already suspended him uh-huh. for a year it's bad optics <laughs> like you're not going to keep him around bring him back after that year Um, it's just a headache. Like I said earlier, I think the, the suspension is just their temporary, like quick patch so that they can put a well-formulated plan out there and move on to the next guy, um, and get ready for the upcoming season. So speaking of seasons that we're in currently, uh, you, you referenced this earlier, our boy, Mac Jones, um, and I, and, and I say our boy loosely now, because I'm starting to get some questions, have some questions about him personally.
1: Oh, man. And we could oh, talk about
0: man. this. No, we could we could talk about this. But the, high, the, the, the real story is that he hobbled off the field after the last play of the game, crying his eyes out, screaming in pain, hysterically crying. I want to emphasize that, hysterically crying. Um, he needed help, you know, getting off the field, finally getting down to the locker room. And the whole time, you know, you see the pictures, the videos, he was just hysterical, in tears, screaming.
1: Um, screaming, not yelling. Screaming. Screaming. in pain. Yeah.
0: Like, you thought this kid might never walk again, let alone play football again. And then we find out later on that night, if not the next morning, that he, just, he has a high ankle sprain. And I'm not saying that's not painful, but like, bruh, come on. You look like a little bitch right there. You look like a huge bitch right there.
1: Like, that's a huge bitch. I I swear I'm with you on that. I mean, like, granted, he's still our guy. But, like, buddy, you played at Alabama. I get it. You didn't get touched your entire career, basically. You get hit one time, guy rolls up on your ankle. And you're screaming coming off the field. You're screaming, being carried by two people. It wasn't like he was, like, hobbling himself. He's being carried by two people. Yeah. What are you yelling about, buddy? Like, what? I've I destroyed both of my knees. And I still played the next play. And I just went down the next one. I really, I really tried to play the next play. I, like, I destroyed my knee. I took a helmet to the inside of my knee. I tried to run. And I couldn't even, like, keep my leg up. And I just went to the ground. Mm. You didn't hear me screaming. Yes, I was grimacing. Yes, I was in a little bit of a shock because of how painful it was, but you did not hear me screaming or yelling. Granted, the guy, I don't know, actually the guy that hit me was bigger than that guy, so I don't i don't know, man. Mac Jones, the leader of our organization, and you just got put on the entire internet screaming like abroad.
0: Yeah, it, it was not a good look for him, um, and I'm glad coming from someone like you who played such a high level D1 football player. Like you're backing me up on that because to me, like you know, I, I don't want to just talk out of my ass, but you know, look, I played ball and like I sprained my ankle multiple times. You know, I, I had lower leg injuries, but like and maybe that was a really bad one, but like that just if it, you know, I I think a guy's like Dak Prescott who got their ankle damn near snapped off their leg, right? And he got taken Carter to the locker room you know yep. with way more composure in 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 a way more positive demeanor than that right and you know you 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 see it with with a ton of other guys and it's just like that shows like toughness that's a leader that's like a guy <laughs> oh like in the damn when he's at his worst moment You know his season's over or close to being over. He's still keeping it together, keeping it strong, because that's what leaders do. He's mentally tough. He's already preparing himself for how he's going to get back on the field next year as soon as possible. Mac just, like, screaming and crying, hobbling off the field, and then, like, getting carried into the locker room while screaming and crying, and then finding out it's not even broken. It's just, oh, man. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a bad look. And speaking of bad looks, this is why I'm starting to have questions about him. T- to be honest, is his toughness is the lead. Like, while well, I do think it may be a problem after what we saw last week, that's not what I'm really concerned about. What I'm really concerned about, because he, like he's shown, he's he's played through some injuries, through some tough hits, right? He's I don't think he's ever really missed a game, uh, maybe one. But uh, my biggest concern is that he seems to be making reckless decisions. The same reckless decisions that we just chalked up to him being a rookie um, with a new offense last year. Okay? That's not to say he didn't move the ball well. It's not to say he didn't make some good throws and make some good plays and help keep us in the game. But at the end of the day, he threw four picks. And... They were careless. They were some real careless throws. He could have had five. Patrick Queen almost had a pick six on us uh, off that little uh, that little flat route out uh, out of the backfield that Damien Harris ran in the goal line. Um, and Patrick Queen took it off the chest. That would have been a clean pick six. Like We've seen Mac Jones consistently make questionable throws. And a lot of them have led to momentum, killing uh, plays that have stopped good-looking drives, cost us games. Um, really shifted tides of games. Like I'm starting to wonder like if he's going to get over that hump because I was willing to say he was just a rookie last year and he's got to learn, but he's making the same mistakes at as frequent, if not more frequent, of a clip this year. So what are you thinking?
1: I mean, I'm not going to say things are clicking now because... Look at what they've had to do with this offseason, how they've kind of ran their team, the team as a whole. They went this entire offseason without an actual offensive coordinator. And they spent the entire preseason going between three coaches making play calls. I get it. His decision making is one thing. You can't blame his decision making you know, the decision making on the plays that are being called for him. But it's like think about it when you're when you're young, and you're trying to get changed. I mean, think about me myself. I moved a lot when I was younger. You know, I was in Weymouth, I was in Quincy, I was all over the place. But when you come in, even though I'm not, you know, I'm not one years old or I'm not two years old, at that point in time, years have passed and now it's like I'm starting new every single time I move somewhere else. Yes, he didn't move himself, but the people that are working with him have changed. And the, or the chain of command has changed. Who he's calling, getting called for has changed, who he's working with closely. And so, hey, sometimes it's easy for people to do it. Sometimes it's hard. I don't know his high school background. I know in college he's with Saban. You know how Saban runs his ship. He did the same thing every single week for four years – or for for all the years that he was there. So now that he's going through this makeshift, you know, kind of offense, this makeshift coaching staff, he's kind of – he's going to have to audible a little bit. You know, he's he's a little stiff. He has to loosen up a little bit and try to figure it out. And so that's what I feel like mentally – He's trying to make some big plays, right? He's used the same system and doing what he's supposed to do, ba bob, ba. I think right now he's like, you know what? Screw it. If this is where it is. I'm trying to prove myself as a leader, as a franchise quarterback. It's not a, not a, not the system quarterback, a franchise quarterback that's going to be here, make a statement that I get it. I'm following Bill, but I myself can make plays on my own. Yes, it's it's backfiring on him, but. I'm going to give him a little credit. Coachings, Wild, him, he needs to take it easy, and he needs to stop crying.
0: Well, so look, all right, here, here's the comparison I would make, right? And we can talk about – I actually do want to touch on Russell Wilson in the Broncos,
1: but – yeah, that was a terrible choice by you, by the way. So I'm just gonna make sure people knew that. And and Steve, Well, you and Steve made a terrible decision supporting that. So look,
0: right. look, look, look. I'm not. I still think Russell Wilson's gonna turn it on and is gonna have a great second half of the year. But yeah. okay. my my point with my point with him right now, through three games, that's an offense that's really struggled to score. Right, they've struggled to move the ball. They've struggled to put points on the board, and that offense has looked very stagnant. Right. It's easy to look at that situation and say it's a combination of not clicking, adjusting to a new offense with new receivers, and play calling trouble on the coaching end, right? It's very easy to look at that because Russell Wilson only has one turnover through three games, right? He's got one turnover through three games. So you look and you say, okay, well, the offensive production isn't there, but Russ isn't being reckless or careless or turning the ball over. They're just not putting it together on offense. That's a good quarterback (coughs) and a good system that's stalling out for a multitude of reasons, some that hopefully can be quick fixes or get fixed as the season goes along. But then I look at Mac Jones and the Patriots, and I see that Mac, going back to last year and continuing into this year, struggles with his turnovers, multiple interceptions, Man, a ton of interceptions. I mean, he had four alone in week three. I think that puts him on like seven, like for seven interceptions in the year, something like that, six or seven through three games. Um, and that, when you add that on top of the fact that the offense is not clicking, he's dealing with a couple new personnel, um, and the coaching uh, is is questionable. Patricia in Joe in in Joe Judge then it's 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 making me seem like it's making in my mind I'm thinking okay this is symptomatic of a larger issue it's not just those three things mac is playing a significant role in this you know this negative outcome as well do you see you see what i'm getting at with these two situations uh, that was a little different no, you know what i mean so that's what's making me worry about mac it's like i get he there's these external factors but at the end of the day his own play to me isn't backing up what would say that it's just because of these other things
1: you want me to tell you something? I'm going to say this right now. And uh, we might lose followers because of this. We might lose Boston fans because I'm saying this right now. Okay. This is, this is pretty bad. I'm not going to lie. But if you look at the tape, we are starting to look like a New York Jets team right now. Oh. Young quarterback, multiple interceptions hurt hurting, crying like a girl. Our offensively, weak receivers, no one too great. Or one guy, Jacoby Myers, is hurt. Defensively, we have some potential. We have moves to make. But we're missing something a little bit on the secondary. I, I don't know. If you look at just what that is and then comparatively look at the New York Jets, we're basically the same team. And you know what I'm saying? Like other than the coaching staff, we're basically a similar team. And look at us—we're basically tied for third place right now. And what's even worse, we lost the Jets. We're really the last in the division, even if we have a similar record. So it's just like it's 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 not looking good for Boston this season. Granted, it's week three, right? It's early, but the injuries that we have already with our playing, with their call choices, either they're gonna call they're gonna call. Depending on this season, they're calling for somebody's head, right? Yeah. Depending on this season. Oh, yeah. The question is, who is it? Is it Bill? <laughs> huh? I, is I mean, this Bill? Yeah. Are they going to come for Bill the other season? Is it going to come in, you know, are going to be like, hey man, you got to go back to getting a new coordinator. You got to make it, you got to figure it out. You, you hired Patricia Judge back, who have had losing careers as head coaches, and all of a sudden we want to pretend like we're going to be winners now. I don't know. I get it. But damn, man, someone someone's head's gonna get cut off if we don't win at least ten games this season.
0: Yeah, I I think winning ten games is is gonna be a long shot at this point.
1: Um, week three, it, it's already week three, it's already a long shot to win ten games. And you know Let's what? That out.
0: And when you look how, at- how many
1: weeks is the how many weeks is the, we have in the regular season? Justin, it's it's
0: eighteen now, right?
1: It's eighteen
0: now. And we're at week three and yeah. it's
1: already a long shot for ten games. Think about that.
0: Yeah. I look, I this is um this is like what th- this is like a weird situation where I mean, you know, when I looked at the schedule at the beginning of the year and I was trying to map out, you know, the Patriots the Patriots' potential record, you know, you go through and you know, I gave them the their appropriate losses, I gave them some wins and some games that, you know, could be tough, fifty fifty, but there were a couple games in the schedule that you just kind of, as Patriots fans and like, as it football fans, you just kind of chalk that up as a win and yeah. just take it for granted. <laughs> some of those being the Jaguars, the Lions, the Jets, just a few of those teams to uh, to give some examples. The the, the Chicago Bears.
1: Uh, this is no Dude, hold on, hold on, hold on, Justin. You can't you can't say nothing about the Jaguars right now. They oh, could not be playing better in football. Wait, wait, that's that's sneaky good.
0: That's what I'm getting at. That's what I'm getting at is like when you go to the Patriots schedule at the beginning of the year, you know, you're know you chalking up like four or five wins in that win column to these teams at the, at the beginning of the season, teams like the Jaguars, the Jets, the Lions, um, the Bears, et cetera. But now all of those teams are looking as good if not better than you. And, I mean, the Bears – look, I think the Bears – are I think I think the Bears stink, but they're two and one. They're two and one, okay? Uh incredible credit still. The Lions, the Lions clearly have shown they can compete and that offense can put up points. Um yeah. the Jets have clearly shown that they can compete. Um the the uh, the Jaguars are showing that they're actually a really good team. Um, so like,
1: Oh, okay. Oh, hold on. Hold on, hold on. I say, get credit. I didn't get bad and give them the whole shot. I'll say
0: they're right? All right. We'll say they're a good team. We can't say really good yet, but that's they, a good team.
1: 24 to zero against a shitty Colts team. Matt Ryan needs to fucking retire. Yeah. No shot. Forget that. But whatever. But last week's win, who did did they play against? They played the
0: Chargers, and I know Justin Herbert was a little beat up, but they beat them up pretty good. Like it was, it was not a close game. And Joey Bosa
1: was there. Joey Bosa got hurt too.
0: Yeah, but that game was not close at any point. Like the Jaguars dominated, start to finish.
1: It's just like for a team of the Chargers, and I'm like, I mean, I'm not going to consider them like your version of the Broncos, basically a team that you kind of double down on, and they just suck at the end. But like. (laughs) <laughs> but I will say I still think the chargers have hope. I think there's, there's some mishap happened. I mean, even look at the bills, like they kind of pushed it, but like, I mean, that's what happens with those six, three passes and you don't run the ball. They just kind of soon pass the entire time. But like, I don't know, go, you go on your point when it comes down to the teams that you think you got easy wins on that we don't have easy wins and we're hurt it makes you rethink the schedule makes you rethink the season and it's definitely i know we we as patriot fans we've been blessed 20 years of winning seasons 20 years of plus 10 wins and just true greatness and we understand that having less than 20 years is just bad but i will say first and foremost and if this is in the first year we don't get 10 wins, then it's fine. We will live. We will survive. But we as Patriot fans have a franchise history of being superior athletes and coming back from losing games. So what's going to happen? What's going to happen? We're going to come back, whether this season or next season, we're going to come back and we'll become a superior team again and forget the Bills. Whatever, man. I, I, just, I, I get it. I might get a lot of harassment this season in New York, right? I'm in here talking all kinds of junk. I'm going into these New York bars wearing my Celtics hat, my freaking Celtics T-shirt, and my charred jersey, and I'm talking all kinds of junk. Hell yeah, you know what I'm saying? But I will take that on my shoulder because I know that we will have a better season coming up. I know it. I know it. My voice is coming back right now. Look at look. You hear this thing? This is this is my this is my devotion. To our doing a team. I was My gonna voice say, yeah,
0: different. you found your voice. Uh, oh, now yeah, man, it, it, but you know what? It's sad because the yeah. the defense looks good right now. We definitely have some good young players in that defense. Um, I don't know. It's gonna be interesting to see how the rest of the season shakes out. Was you know, we still don't know how long Max gonna be out for. Um, we know that Brian Hoyer is the, the slated starter. So you know, we still you know, we know we can only expect so much out of him. We still got Bailey's Zap on the roster. We really don't know what what his deal is. So, uh, it's gonna be shaky, man. It's gonna be real shaky, I think. And I think the Patriots, at the end of the year, when it's all said and done, are gonna be lucky to to have six or seven wins under their belt. I really do. I think they're think they're gonna be uh, getting a pretty good draft pick next year, which I'm sure they'll blow. Um, <laughs>
1: <laughs> which I'm sure they'll blow. They
0: will definitely, which they will definitely blow. Um, which
1: they'll definitely trade down for a very average pick. The
0: yeah, they'll, they'll they'll trade it for like a third and a fifth and wind up to in the third, taking some guy who could have gotten like in the seventh. Some No, no, no. They're yeah. not even
1: going to take a third pick. They're going to trade that third pick for a second round pick and picking up a D2 of its alignment. Yes. Yeah, it's going <laughs> to be
0: more pick inception. And eventually the first round picks going to get turned into like three sevens. <laughs> it's just, Dude. yeah, it's just, it, it, it's just bananas. But anyway, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, other news from around the league, you know, former Patriots, uh, staple, in offensive coordinator, Josh McDaniels, you know, part of the reason why Matt Patricia and Joe judge are stepping in and doing, you know, what they're doing this year. And may I, may, you know, like we said, not doing it well. Um, Josh McDaniels is now out in, uh, Vegas with the Raiders. Vegas, Vegas. Uh, this is a team that a lot of people thought, you know, we're going to kind of put it together this year. They brought in Devontae Adams. They brought in some other pieces in that defense. um, they kind of, you know, they 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 kind of seemed like they were poised to take that next step, and they find themselves the only winless team currently in the NFL, sitting at zero and three, in one of the toughest divisions in football, uh, with one of the toughest schedules in football, and he, he, you just got to imagine that it's if this, you know, if there's anything we could rest our hat on, it's the fact that they just look bad, huh?
1: I mean, you. Tell me, Justin. I get it. You had Devontae Adams on there, one of the better receivers. He's going to get yards. He's going to score for you. But just because you can score doesn't mean you can play football. And, I mean, we have a lot of things going on with that offense. I mean, Derek Carr is an okay – I think he's an okay quarterback. Honestly, I put him – Maybe slightly above Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't I, I don't think him, I don't think much of Derek Carr. Especially I watched him at that hard knocks that one season. It was bad, man. But, but he was on the camera, trying to put baby oil. I was like, relax, dude, relax. Take it easy. But I don't know. There's something about those Raiders that they're just, you know, they have I, I feel like if you look at their roster, sizes at the characters they have in that team. You would think they would have the potential to do more than they are, but who knows? Is it an organizational thing? Is it cl- even something as smart as not being understanding of McDaniels and how he wants to run a team? Think about it. It's everyone in their first year. Even Dak Campbell when he came on the, the 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 Lions in that first year, what happened? They won like four four games, four or five games. No, 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 look, first, no, no.
0: His first year, they only won. I think it was one or two, wasn't it? Oh, or was it four two. or five? Maybe it was four or five. You, I think you're actually right about that. I think right,
1: you're no, right. I mean, but it's only like a couple. They won like right. maybe like maybe a less than a handful of games. And look at them now. They look like one of the more premier offenses they have. They have Aiden Hutchinson. Looks like a guy that played at like Archies. And then all of a sudden, he's one of the biggest like <laughs> players, right? Right, now, dude.
0: Maybe. I I did, If we could pause for a second, didn't like I thought he was going to be a huge bust and that he was so overhyped. He's so small.
1: College. I've seen a guy look like him from New Haven. He didn't even play football. Like, same year and everything. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, dude, what? And all of a sudden, the guy's actually, like, kind of good. I'm like, oh, are yeah. you slippery? Like, I don't get it.
0: Yeah, no. But, uh, yeah, a lot of people are trying to call him, like, the next J.J. Watt or whatever. I don't know. I've... Relax. Yeah, even J.J. Yeah.
1: Watt wasn't that great when he first came in. J.J. Watt was a guy that worked hard. Because, you know, there's, there's always those guys, right? There's the guys of the J.V. Clowney who are just freaks to nature. They were just freaking good. And those are the guys that work hard to become good. JJ Watts, a guy that wasn't good, worked really hard to become good. So I give him credit. I would never call him a freaking, freaking nature or nothing like that. I will call Micah Parsons a freaking nature like that dude. I've liked him since when he got drafted. I didn't expect him to be that good, but he's, that, he's that good.
0: He's one of the best defensive players in all of the NFL period. He's very, he's literally very good. I, I, I like him a lot. Um, Speaking of which, that game last night, the Giants, their hopes of being the third um, unbeaten team left in the NFL, came to an end uh, They in the Meadowlands. They hosted Dallas. Um, at the end of the day, I think the Giants reverted back to what we all know the Giants to be, which is the Giants. Um, and, and that's just a team that finds a way to lose games. Daniel Jones will make a turnover in a big moment. Um, someone will get injured and they disappoint <laughs> that's just like the definition of the giants the last few years um i thought that 2-0 was a fluke not surprised to see the cowboys come out there um and take it but to be completely honest i think both of those teams you know both sitting at 2-1 you know a lot of hype around both of them they're both playing for wild cards because them eagles your pick those eagles look good huh
1: What did I tell you? First off, I want to make a quick statement. Cowboys, Giants, trash, look trash. The only thing I needed last night was one more field goal from Gano, and I would have won by one point, but he couldn't do it for me because he's fucking trash.
0: But, yo, he did go off, though. He must have had like 13, 14 fantasy points already.
1: Yeah, he he did go off. He did go off. He got me points, but I literally needed one One more more. kick. I lost lost my two points. Damn. Wild. So, I'm going to let that go. But first off, those birds are looking yeah. – they're taking flight right now. No pun intended. They are taking flight. Literally – no, screw it. All pun intended. They are taking flight right now. It is crazy. The only thing, though, they're missing one thing right now. Justin, do you know what they're missing that will make them, like, literally one of the big D-team in the league? The Eagles? Yeah. Yeah. <sighs>
0: Is it like a dominant running game? Like a running back? Yes.
1: No, seriously. It's not even a dominant running back. It's like their running game is just so half-assed. It is. You know what I'm saying? Like, I get it. You have two threats, AJ Brown and Devontae Smith, And which is is actually kind of wild to me, that people wanted to say Devontae Smith was going to be a bust this year. Like Like, if you look at the statistics, they're like, oh, sophomore year, he comes in. He's not the number one guy. Will he be able to do it? Bro, he's literally their leading Leading receiver, even though AJ Brown's the number one, he's their leading receiver over there. I trust me, I, ha- I picked him up knowing that people were going to get AJ Brown. I knew this was going to happen, but I silly me bought in on Miles Sanders and he got me some points the first week, but it's just been their, their, their run game is just not really there yet. And so, what happens, right? You go against a team that has a full defense. defense. Like they say they play the Bills. I don't know. I don't even think they're going to play the Bills unless they make it far. But say they play the Bills. Bills can be able to stop the run and they're going to stop the pass. What happens if you can't run? They're just going to crush you from the secondary standpoint. And we, we just, you can't have that. So if you're going to be a true Eagles team and you're a true superior team, you got to be able to do both. And they're not the only ones. Screw it. I believe brought them up. The Bills too. The Bills and the Eagles are two of my favorite teams in the league right now, and they both have two of the worst run run offenses. Come on, man! Like the Bills, you can't have Josh Allen throwing sixty-three passes in the game. You can't have that. He's gonna throw his arm out with eighteen weeks, Justin. Eighteen weeks.
0: Well, what's what's the common denominator with both those teams? High-flying offenses, offenses, offenses. uh, mobile quarterbacks. (gasps) And a lack of like a stud at the position, right? So, you know, it's it's that that's kind of. But I will say to the Bills' credit this year, they've been a way more balanced attack in the sense that they have tried to run the ball. They're not necessarily doing it super successfully, but like I, I, you know, I watched them in that first game against the Rams, and I was like, damn, they're running the ball a lot, utilizing these backs a lot. Um, And I think that's what they needed. I think they needed to be a little bit more balanced. Um, and kind of, kind of, you know, keep defenses on their toes because eventually, you know, you can only step back and, and fire it so many times before, uh, you know, they lose respect for that rushing game. Um, who is who is your biggest surprise and your biggest disappointment so far through week three? For teams
1: or for fantasy players?
0: <laughs> hey, uh let's go teams. Let's go teams. Teams.
1: Biggest surprise. Um, Honestly, I don't really have a true surprise. I mean, if you look at all the teams that are actually balling out, at first, the Falcons were going to be my biggest surprise. I watched them week one, and they looked so clean. Kyle Pitts was balling out. Mariota looked like he was back in Oregon. But you watch them the couple of last couple of weeks, and they looked like ass. Like, everyone's, everyone's – I've never seen so many teams get exposed so early in a season, right? But even though I – and I was just cussing the, the Giants out a little bit ago. But the one thing that they have been able to put together – well, now that Sterling Shepard's hurt, that might be a little bit different. But they put together both a receiving offense and a running offense. Because what happens when I – Saquon Barkley's gotten injured every season. And because they can't run the ball, they pass. and Danny Dimes throws the ball away. But if you can trust that Saquon can play a whole season he's running over 100 yards each game, they have hope. Giants have hope. We'll see what happens now they have more injuries. But honestly, big surprise um, for those guys. And big letdowns, honestly. I'm going to give two teams, just like I gave two teams right there. I'm going to give two teams. The Packers and the Buccaneers. Those guys are letting me down. And granted, it's not completely like them not playing well as a team. I think they have so many internal problems that it's causing them problems. Green Bay, Rodgers doesn't even trust his receivers. They have one guy that came back, Lazard, that I started last week who got me a touchdown in like around 50, 50 to 60 yards receiving. Not bad, but they have some older guys on there like Sammy Watkins, some other guys that just couldn't pull it through. They have no real run. I mean, was it They have uh, was it Aaron Jones who's their running back?
0: Yeah, yeah Aaron Jones, AJ Dillon.
1: AJ Dillon, who they've done some stuff, but that's not truly like Packers' offense. And then you got guys like Tom Brady who are trying to pull stuff through. They got so many injuries, suspensions. Tom Brady has marital problems, but what's new? Like, it's just, there's just so much going on. And for those guys to play that level of football on Thursday night, kind of embarrassed. Not what I wanted to watch. And it's, it's really unfortunate. So, two letdowns, Packers. And Bucks right
0: now, big time. Yeah, I, I like both of those. I'm going to say um, for myself, I think the two biggest uh, surprises have, I'm going to agree with you on the Jaguars, and I'm going to say the Dolphins. Uh, I, di- I didn't buy into the hype this year. Um, I thought they were going to be disappointing. I thought Tua would be faking an injury, um, fed up with the whole situation by this point. Um you know, I, again, I didn't believe Tua was the guy. I didn't believe in this new coach, this Mike McDaniels guy. Um, I just thought this was a team that was a lot of hype and that, you know, they were going to come out and fall flat in their face and um, just be the Dolphins again. But they're legit. They're very legit. They're very talented. This coach is legit. Tua is legit. This uh, this dual uh, threat of Tyreek and Jalen Waddell is legit. They got a good defense. Got a bunch of other good weapons. You know, we just talk about Jalen and Tyreek, but they're they're running backs. I mean, they got you know the depth, the deep uh, receiver guys like Cedric Wilson. Um, I think that's a that's a really good team. Um, And again, the Jaguars. I've been I've been a big uh, what's the word I'm looking for. I've been very down on Trevor Lawrence. I I don't like him. I don't think he's a good. I didn't think he was a good quarterback. And I'm still not ready to change my opinion yet. But uh, so far, he's doing a very good job of proving everybody wrong. And he's playing very well. The Jaguars look very good. I think Doug Peterson was a great hire for that organization. Great
1: hire. Um, he's doing a great job.
0: Yeah, a very good job. Um, the the two biggest disappointments, that's it's a little bit tougher. Uh, the first one I'm going to say is, uh, well... I'm going to say the Raiders, uh, because I think a lot of people thought the Raiders would be better. I don't know if I necessarily bought into the hype that they'd be very good, but I didn't expect them, um, to be 0 three and kind of looking as flat as they do. Um, the other team is, uh, Oh, I, I'm going to say the Cardinals, the Cardinals. I, I, that's, that's a team that I look at and like, I actually did have kind of high expectations for them. um, but they just cannot seem to get it together, man Kyle Bari was very inconsistent, that whole team just looks very dysfunctional. They don't have a defense to speak of um still plagued by injuries uh i, I don't think Cliff Kingsbury's the guy um yeah those those are the two teams I'm gonna go with I, you know you know,
1: you know what i wanna I wanna give a new two you know what now that I've digested <laughs> what I just said, yeah. And I've really taken it in. Granted, I do think the Bucks are just kind of like a shadow of themselves. You can see by Tom Brady's meme that he looks like his life is really being sucked out of his life. And Aaron Rodgers just hates being there with his receivers. I'm going to say this new one. These two new ones. Pleasant surprise. The Lions. The Lions are actually playing really yeah. well. I like their running game. I like how they're actually playing a game. And, for a team that came straight out of hard knocks, they're doing a lot better than most teams coming out of hard knocks. Which you know, usually the hard knocks curse are usually pretty pretty bad. But like, I'm bought in on what Tim Kimball has, and I love their I love their game. Biggest upset, man, dude, Matt Ryan and the Colts. Those guys just freaking stink, man. Oh my! You would think with Jonathan Taylor and how they run their run their business, they'd be a lot better. But I really can't stand watching Matt Ryan play for the Colts right now. It's it's, it's honestly it's, it's kind of nauseating, like to a certain degree. I really had him as my bench quarterback, and the first half he had me at minus like two points. I'm like, how do you minus two points at halftime? Mm-hmm. Had to drop him for a better defense. I dropped him for Bengals defense. Literally couldn't do it. I couldn't do it.
0: Yeah, he so he he looks super um, super slow and old this year. And I don't know, maybe he'll. Maybe that team will pick it up. They got a big win, obviously, this weekend, going out and beating Kansas City in Kansas City. But Oh, no, I'm sorry. They care. were at home. I don't they care about that.
1: That game was a mess. Uh-huh. They, 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 Kansas City, they still need to re-kill. right.
0: Yeah. Um, well, is there anything else that uh, we want to get into on this episode of the trenches?
1: I mean, I, I want to give one shout-out. I know it's been like a week or two, but my man with Chara. Yeah. Captain of the Bruins. He went back to the Islanders. But you know what happened? He came back home to retire. That man, our captain, mass tallest player in hockey history with the hardest slap shot from mid-ice. Our captain was a Dan Char. I want to give my respect to that man. Retiring, his career as a Bruin. Retiring as a leader and retiring as a historian. Cause you know why he's going to go in the books is one of the best. So hey. Yeah. pass off to you. Hats <laughs> off to you. Zeno Chara. I wish you a great and fruitful, uh, you know, retirement Hope you become the coach and you're so ready to box. So that's why I wanted to add on.
0: <laughs> All right. Um, as you all noticed by now s k wasn't with us he had parent teacher conferences tonight um guy's <laughs> <laughs> a teacher teacher hope to have him back for the next episode um yeah other than that it's uh you know i i think i think there's definitely uh Going to be a lot more to talk about next week. We, you know, we're going to have updates in the E-May situation. Probably have more news, more information about that. Will there be a successor?s Do they have a new plan in place? Do we find out new information, new new details? Uh, Mac Jones was still waiting to hear on the status of just how many games he will miss. It's mo- it's likely he'll get surgery, but that's not confirmed yet. Could he be out the entire season? Um, and then obviously, you know, the re- how the rest of this uh the the NFL continues to unfold. We got week 4 starting kicking cool. off on Thursday night. The Miami Dolphins head to Cincinnati uh to visit the Bengals. Uh the Bengals are favorites in that game. That should be interesting. Um, but we'll have a lot more to talk about next week on The Trenches. Uh I'm Jay Fine, Don Gordon. Uh you want to plug your wine? Yes, sir.
1: Here? I'm like, "Hey man, you know what you want, all right? <clears throat> Worldwide Wines, world underscore wine underscore wines. Um, Instagram page of mine that I have had uh, for the last few years now, and it's all about making sure that the people, the regular people just like us, you know, us Boston guys, the blue-collar people that deserve to have wine just like everyone else. Wine isn't for the rich. It's for everyone. Hmm. And so the pages are really teach it up for everybody to be able to learn a little bit. Something here, something there, read a label, really teach it that, you know, hey, this is a phenomenal bottle, got it for $17. You don't need to pay $1,000 for a great bottle. So, hey, come visit the page, come with more information. I'm going to put out some new content coming up soon. I actually just put a poll out today trying to figure out if we wanted to do, um, you know, start doing tastings and maybe have people, I'm in New York, but hey, man, I'm in Boston all the time, Jay knows, maybe have it at the better office, having a little bit of wine tasting when I'm to get that recorded. So, hey, here uh, to kind of really teach the world that wine's for everybody. And let's keep it like that, all right? All right. All right.
0: Let's get it. Uh, we'll catch you guys hey, next why, week.
1: Come on, man. Why wine when you can drink wine? Cheers, baby. Tell
0: that to Matt Jones, who couldn't stop whining.
1: Uh, Wham! <laughs> right, later, guys. Easy.